Eye on 2020, episode 43. Have 2020 vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. Hey everybody, it's Ray Eaton, your host of Ion 2020, the place that you're coming every single day to hear all of the news and related events with regards to the 2020 election. As we lead up to the 2020 election, I'm going to be scouring the news, trying to find anything I can with regards to these candidates on the Democratic ticket, Republicans that might run against Trump, the whole nine yards, even even the third party candidates, which you haven't seen a lot about the th- third party candidates yet because they're... Um, you know, their time to shine is not until probably about June or July of 2020 when they start nominating their uh, candidates as well. So here I am, though. This is your libertarian look at the 2020 election. If it's your first time listening today, I appreciate you listening. And if uh, you are a longtime listener, can't go back too long, though. I've only been doing this for two months. Uh, but if you've been listening to the last several shows as well, I appreciate you coming back and tuning your ears in. Go ahead, if you can, subscribe to the show. Uh, give me a five-star rating. And if you would like to review the show, I'd love for you to do that as well. Um, and that's you know that's what I, that's all I ever ask you guys is to go ahead and, and uh, do that. Subscribe to the show so it comes back to your podcatcher tomorrow. I'm on all of the pod, uh, podcatchers, uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Stitcher. Uh, all of them, right? And, and I record through a app called Anchor, which will, uh, which they have their own website as well that you can listen to through that also. So I appreciate you coming out and listening. I really do. And uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do that as well. And I am at Eye on the Empire. And all I do there is I just post things with regard to the uh, American politics, American foreign policy, things that are countries that our government does because uh i look at that and i've you've probably heard people say this before america is an empire and in fact it is i mean we get up we have a military all over the world and you know it's very it it mimics an empire in that way right so um but yeah go ahead subscribe to the show if you can i certainly would appreciate that today what i wanted to talk about was there's a couple of topics I'm going to talk about. Actually, I got some news events and so forth. But um, one of the things I was thinking about, and I was listening to someone talk about this the other day, is Bill Weld being in the race. Uh, he changed his his uh, political affiliation from libertarian back to Republican. And someone brought up a good point, and I thought I just wanted to bring that to you guys as well. So Bill Weld, if you don't know who he is, I did an episode on him the other day. But he's the uh, he was. He ran with Gary Johnson back in 2016 as the vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party. But before that, in the 90s, he was the governor of Massachusetts. So he's popular in Massachusetts, popular up in the Northeast. And he decided that he was going to run against Donald Trump a couple weeks back. 
and he's formed an exploratory committee. There's not too much information on him, but I do see him tweeting uh, a little bit here and there, you know, just trying to get some followers, trying to get some information out there and so forth, which is fine. Um, but someone said this, that he is possibly going to run against Trump, or he is running against Trump. You know, he's going to try to primary Trump in New Hampshire. And if he gets some good ground going, if he gets, you know, a lot of people voting for him and so forth, then it might benefit him to have name recognition out there. And then when he loses to Trump, he could come back to the Libertarian Party and get the nomination there and run as a third-party candidate against Trump and against whoever the Democrats run, and that'll end up pulling away votes from Trump on the Democrat side, or excuse me, on the Republican side, and then uh, that'll help Trump to lose, that'll make it so that Trump loses, because I think that's his goal. Uh, that's what I, That was a speculation that someone said, and I just thought that that was an interesting point, that I mean, it's something that he might do. Who knows? He has plenty of time because, like I said earlier, third-party candidates, they're not going to start getting going until, you know, mid-June, I think, is when the Libertarians are going to have their national convention. So between now and then, there's going to be plenty of primaries on the Republican and the Democrat tickets, right? There's going to be primaries throughout uh, from January until about March. By about April, usually the Democrats have picked their guy and so and the Republicans have picked their person. And then by then you're going to have the Libertarians. So let's say Bill Wed, Bill Weld decides to primary Donald Trump January, February, March. He gets some name recognition out there. He's on the ballot uh, for these primaries. And then he loses Donald Trump, but then by that point, by May, he redeclares himself as a Democrat, or as a Libertarian, sorry, goes to the Libertarian National Convention and somehow gets the nomination. Some people say that that will not happen, that he will not be able to get the nomination after leaving the party and becoming a Republican. But if that's his strategy, and that's, I mean, people, he may have went over this strategy with some of his some of his counterparts, who knows, but it might be something that he does, and, I mean, it's possible, so, um, it's just a theory out there, somebody said it, I think it was Matt Welch, that said something alluding to that on a podcast I was listening to, and I just thought it was a very interesting theory, uh, because, Bill Well does not like Donald Trump whatsoever. He loved Hillary Clinton for 2016, I know that. But he did not like Donald Trump. Um, I think libertarians often will pull more Republicans than Democrats. And in this election cycle, for sure, the libertarians will pull more Republicans than Democrats because the Democrats are freaked out of another four years of Donald Trump, right? So this is another theory that someone had brought up that I heard as well. Bill, Rel Bill Weld is running against Donald Trump in the primaries. Legal actions happen, all this blase squazy um, stuff happens, and you know there's this Mueller investigation, there's all this stuff going on in the news with Donald Trump, uh, and the Democrats decide that they're going to try to impeach Donald Trump in April. So 2020 comes around, and he's during the entire election campaign, he's bogged down 
with an impeachment process going on, right? Now, at that point, let's say they happen to impeach Trump. Then the Republicans are stuck with their guy, Bill Weld. Or, obviously, um, the vice president as well, Mike Pence, right? So you could have Mike Pence, you could have Bill Weld, but there won't be a lot of people competing for that presidential, you know, to be nominated as the Republican candidate for president. And you're going to be... That, that's that's the other theory as well, is that if, if Donald Trump gets impeached or if Donald Trump decides not to run, then Bill Weld has already formed his exploratory committee. He's hit the ground running at that point. And then Mike Pence would be the only person that would be really running against him as well. So that that's the other theory that's out there as well. I don't know what's going to happen, man, but I think that um, Bill Weld entering the race, there might be some kind of strategy going on there. Um, and I think the main strategy is is to shine a light on Donald Trump for what he says is the transgressions that Donald Trump has, um, whether I'm taking a completely neutral state stance on this anyway, um, but he thinks that there's some transgressions that Donald Trump has had. He thinks that Donald Trump is just a, you know, a huckster, things of that nature, right? Um, doesn't like him because he's outside the gate, outside the beltway, things of that nature. Um, but... It's just that I think that he has his strategy in place in order to try to... I think he's... I honestly think the better of the two ideas that I just brought up is that he's going to try to get back on the libertarian ticket, run as a libertarian, get a lot of the Republican votes that are kind of like the um, the people that will move between the libertarian and the Republicans when they vote, get some of those people to vote for him, and then uh, pull some of those votes away so that the... Uh, Democratic candidate can win. But I've always said this, if Donald Trump is running against a socialist left-wing candidate like Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, I don't think that Donald Trump has a lot of um, has a lot of ground to make up. I think that he'll win. I really do if, if that's the case. If they, if the only way that he loses um, is if they run sort of a middle-road candidate or something major legally like major legal actions happen against him and then he'll you know then obviously the american public will hate the guy and but i mean his supporters are gonna love him no matter what so that's just the way it is um but that's bill weld let's move on to some other topics as well another quick article i read this week was that joe biden um back when back in 2016 during that presidential race he's obviously the vice president under uh Barack Obama, right? And he did not want to run for president. You know, he had made some promises to his son that he'd take it some time, relax, and retire. And I think his son had passed away recently at the time, and, uh, and it made sense for him to take, you know, not to run. Um, but recently, some of the, you know, some of the news reports that I found were that Joe Biden is going to run for president. Um, it's speculation. But he did say that he has his family on board with him running in 2020. He said that specifically, and that he's very close to making a decision. And I think it's more, when, they, when they're saying very close to making a decision, it's really calling up people, hey, man, do I got you on board? There's 20 other people running against me. Do I have you on board? If he could shore up a specific base of people that will vote for him, then yes, he's going to make a decision. So that's what he means when he says, I'm, I'm going to make a decision shortly. Um, and people have been saying, hey, Joe, man, 
get out there and make a decision now. You got to make a decision. There's a lot going on. You don't have, you know, everyone else has already announced. A lot of people are forming exploratory committees and so forth. Uh, you need to get out there and make a decision. So I, you know, shit or get off the pot, essentially. Sorry, I, I try to make this a family show, but I just, you know, that's the term that they're basically saying to this guy, right? Um, so Joe Biden, he has his family on board now. Now he's just shortly going to make a decision, and it's basically just because he's probably just calling on these people, making sure that he has his base shored up, ready to go when that time comes that he announces because he's going to need huge fundraising as soon as that happens like bernie sanders had huge amounts of fundraising the first days that he announced his campaign i think he raised like six million dollars in you know that first week or so which is a lot of money to raise and it gets the campaign going it gets him moving around the country and so forth and that's what they want they need to buy those ad spots uh in this, in this key states like Iowa, South Carolina, New Hampshire, uh, those ads that completely annoy everybody, I'm sure. But you know, they need those ad spots. They need to get the Facebook feeds going and things like that. So as soon as Joe Biden has that first group of people that are going to invest in his in his uh, campaign, then yeah, he's ready to go. So Joe Biden about to announce. I bet you he announces probably within the next couple of days. Uh, if not by Friday. Okay, so going to news.gallup.com, I found something interesting, and it was just the uh, Trump's approval rating. Rating, and Gallup does polls on a weekly basis to find out uh, what a president's approval rating is. And it says February first through tenth, the latest approval rating at the time, forty-four uh, percent approval rating for Donald Trump, and that's is in the midst of the government shutdown. Uh, thing that was going on that was right at the end, I think, of the government shutdown, and it was halfway through February. Uh, so he had a 44% approval rating, and this is one point lower than his highest job approval rating to date, okay? And nine points higher than his lowest approval rating to date. So his lowest approval rating was in December of 2017, and that was on, that was 35%. And his highest approval rating uh, was in June of 2018. That was 45%. And his average to date is 39%. So he's above his moving average. His, his average is, you know, he's way above. That's five points above his average to date. So that's saying a lot about this guy. Uh, and then if you go back to February 2011, Barack Obama was at 47%. So he's only 3% off of that. George Bush was at 59% in February 2003. But, I mean, George Bush was getting some major love from people during that time because of the patriotism that goes along with, like, an attack, like 9-11, what happened. And uh, that lasted for a while. But if you look at Bill Clinton, February 95, uh, 46%. Ronald Reagan, February of 1983, right before that election, was 40%. Um, so... Donald Trump has higher approval ratings than Ronald Reagan did uh, three years into his term, you know, three years into his first term, um, which is huge. Same thing with Jimmy Carter, February 1979, was at 40%. So, and then Richard Nixon was at 49% in February 1971. Um, the one that I see, you know, most significant, I think, is that he is near, within three points, that's, uh, you know, margin of error of Barack Obama. February 2011, 47%, right? 
Um, so anyway, that's that's a little bit interesting news for you as well. Uh, where his approval, where, where Donald Trump's approval rating is right now, I think it's I think it's very telling because he has a very a, you know traditionally pretty high approval rating at this point uh, for that. Can you believe this is one that I find interesting? George H W Bush, eighty two percent approval rating, February nineteen ninety one. But I think that was going into the first Gulf War. And war is exceptional for a president's approval rating. If you want to get reelected, apparently you need to start a war. And I, God, I hope that uh, Donald Trump doesn't think that because that might be where this Venezuela thing is going right now. Who knows? It's very scary if that's the case. But 82% for George H.W. Bush. And then the highest other approval rating was um, George W. Bush, 59% in 2003. And uh, that's two years, at, a little less than two years after 9-11. Um, but it's right as they're starting to beat the war drums at that point to invade Iraq. So um, war seems like it's very good for president's approval ratings. And Donald Trump has a 44% approval rating right now. And that is not dire. That is not as bad as the news makes it sound to me. Um and I think that, you know, for his base, I mean, those guys love him. So, and they're saying, somebody was saying, and I read this somewhere, that independence, he's starting to lose on the independence right now a little bit, and he's starting to lose on his base just a little bit uh, for some polls that I've seen when they ask more pointed questions about your support for Donald Trump. But he seems like he's doing okay at this point in his, in his uh, presidency, and it could lead to his reelection. Uh, I've said this before, you know, plenty of times is that uh, it just depends upon who the Democrats are running against them. So now I just jumped on to RasmussenReports.com and they do what's called the daily presidential tracking poll. And they they actually do one where it compares him to Barack Obama and his approval rating is right where Barack Obama, I mean, within the margin of error of right where Barack Obama was. And this is total approval of Trump, right? 49% as of March 1st, 2019, 49% approve of Donald Trump. And March, uh, or 1st of March 2011, 48% approved of Barack Obama. So Donald Trump is actually beating Barack Obama on this daily tracking poll, which is blows my mind. Uh, Barack Obama is such a, you know, he was such a popular president overall, but apparently Donald Trump, what he's doing is very popular among these people as well. I mean, sometimes he goes down, sometimes Donald Trump goes way down with regard, you know, in comparison to Barack Obama, but right now, I mean, he's been one or two points above Barack Obama's approval rating for about the last month or so, which is just absolutely amazing to me. Um, so we have the strongly disapprove and strongly approve. And I talked about these a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago as well. Um, the strongly disapprove versus a strongly approve index. And you have trying to get the exact numbers here. I apologize. Um, as of February 20th, let me try it. Let me try to get further in there and see if I could get today's date, which is March 1st when I'm recording this, um, maybe they don't go that far into it, who knows, but, so as of, let me just 
click on one right here for february 25th strongly disapprove was at 41 percent and strongly approve was at 35 percent there was one day where it kind of got even um, and that was on february 19th or excuse me february 18th he was at 37 percent so um, that's interesting to look at. You guys might want to go to RasmussenReports.com, and it'll give you the daily presidential tracking poll. It's a really interesting one to look at. Um, but I think that, you know, Donald Trump is not doing so bad if you really look at the numbers um, compared to Barack Obama at the time. But he does have some challenges with his strongly approves versus strongly disapproves um, because people that are strongly disapprove of a president are more likely to vote for the person that's running against them, I guess, right? And he's been hovering in the mid-30s for a while. Um, for, yeah, for quite a while, Donald Trump has been hovering in the mid-30s um, of people that strongly approve of him. So that that's all I got for you guys today. I wanted to bring some of these polls to you that I was thinking about. I also wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what I thought about Bill Weld running and some of the little controversies that I heard about that as well. So I appreciate all of you listening today. I really do. Uh, this is I on 2020, your place to find the news and all the information that's uh, going to happen within as we lead up to the 2020 elections in November of 2020. Uh, I am Ray Eaton, and go ahead, if you can, subscribe to the show and give me a five-star rating and a review. And then to come back tomorrow... Uh, once that drops back into your podcast or come back tomorrow and listen and uh, you'll have clear vision for the 2020 election.